This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I am Scoots Brunson. And I am S. Foster, and welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Man, how you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Just came back from Memphis, Tennessee, you know what I'm saying, uh, from the weekend. Had some good barbecue, had some good drink. Enjoyed myself, got a chance to get some good sleep and, and relax, man. I can't complain. How about yourself? Oh, that's what's up, man. Oh, shit. I mean, I ain't got no glamorous weekend, man. I just been chilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just been, I just been, hey, I had my glamour weekend the, the previous weekend, though, but, but, man, yeah. glad you had a good time on the trip, man. I just been chilling, man, you know, getting these, uh, getting this content out there, man, you know, just drop, drop the yeah. episode uh, <clears throat> yesterday. So just trying to, just trying to keep the people intrigued, man. So. You know, yeah, man, you hell of an episode, man, hell of an episode. Uh, you did 28 Minutes or Less, the Larry Davis joint, man. I was fired uh, listening to that today. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, listen, you, you're doing great work out here, boy. You're doing great work out here. Keep that shit coming, man. Man, appreciate it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm just trying to get people, like you said, uh, keep people on their toes, man. Like you just you just never know in that yeah. podcast, man. What I love about that one is just the fact of it's really like a lot of the spur of the moment type of stuff. Like it just something just hit me, and I was just like, dude. I was like, I could do a podcast on Larry Davis. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just it just popped up on me. Yeah, and that's how a lot of those that's how a lot of those episodes really come out, man. When it be 28 minutes or less, so that's my like I say, I should change the name to Spur of the Moment. That's what I should do. Because that's really what it is. Yeah. It's like the spur of the moment. <laughs> that's what ended up coming out. <laughs> but yeah, man, just putting in putting in content, man. But but listen, yo, yo, man, I have been dude. Now don't get me wrong. Come like stuff come up, people got things to do. It's all good. But man, I was so ready mm-hmm. to get this episode in, but after I watched this, man, because I see what yeah, I did yeah. was man, I watched it. Cause like I uh I rented it right on Voodoo, mm-hmm. and so I watched it that Wednesday, and then I watched it that Thursday, mm-hmm. and then you had hit me and you was like we had to reschedule. But man, I was so hyped and ready for this episode, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, this movie, man, this movie is wild, yo. It's wild. Yes, yes. So um, you know what I'm saying? We got a we got another dope episode for y'all, man. This week, uh, this week, this episode, man, we bringing y'all the Christopher Nolan joint Tenet, man. Um, I keep saying Tenet, it's Tenet. So if I if I sound like I'm adding the N in there, my apologies. That's uh, that's my country accent. But um, yeah, man, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, um, directed by Christopher Nolan. Yo, this this movie was this movie was amazing. I can't lie. This movie was amazing. Uh, I am 100% with you. I, I understand why 
Christopher Nolan is acting the way he's acting right now. You know, he's he's really upset with you yeah. know with the whole thing that's going on yeah. with HBO Max and all of this stuff and like the the time and the effort that they put into this movie. I understand why he is so upset with the way things are going because this movie I'm pretty sure the the experience that people got in the theaters because you know it came out in select theaters. So some people like they wasn't able to really yeah. make no money with the end of theaters, but I, I totally get it. I understand why he feel the way he feel because this 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 is a hit, dude. Like yeah. he, he, he got he got another one and this is the reason why we did a appreciation episode on him. Because he, he is Yeah. Yeah, he, he is he is he is one of the ones, man. Christopher Nolan has he put he put his stamp on the game. And what I'm really excited about what I'm really excited about is is now we we have seen a legend produce an up and coming legend. Because like dude, this ain't this ain't no and, and, and this ain't no slight. I ha- I hate to do it. I hate to do it. But this 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 ain't no Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders Jr. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no that's a fact. Jerry no, that, that's this, a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> this, this ain't Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice Jr. Okay, that's like that's that ain't fact. what this is. Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you what it is though. I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know. Yet. It's still early. It's yeah. still early. But it might be. LeBron James and Brandy Jr. Though I'm telling you, I think Brandy gonna be something special. But I'm hey, telling you, I, I think so. I think so, man. Um, the, I think the dope, I think the dope thing about that, and not to get off track, but I think the dope thing about that is that LeBron is, uh, LeBron is is not only just is he still in the league. I think that the way he takes care of himself. Enables him to be as active. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Um, but it enables him to be as active as he is. You know what I'm saying in their lives. And I think that you know what I'm saying. Like he, I mean, he only 36. Don't get me wrong. But that's a lot of wear and tear on the body when you go in, you know 82 games a season, um, and then having to deal with you know what I'm saying the stress of. You know what I'm saying? The ups and downs of the game, the workouts, you know what I'm saying? The time he really got to spend, the traveling on the road. But he still, you know what I'm saying? He still makes sure that he's there. And I think that um, you're actually right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Denzel kind of does that same thing, but from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because um, he talked about, well, John David talked about how he didn't want to be cast in um, Denzel's shadow. And I feel like, LeBron is kind of doing that to where, um, as as much as the media is trying to, but LeBron is trying his best not to let Bronny be cast in that shadow. So, you know what I'm saying? Like you, that's a perfect comparison to see. You know what I'm saying? That that younger, you know what I'm saying? That that younger um, generation kind of come through and do their thing and kind of make their own lane. Because I think that's what Bronny is doing. He's kind of, you know what I'm saying, creating his own lane, even though. He's probably getting a lot more um, opportunity off of his dad's name than John David is, but I feel like now that people know who John David is, they're more ample to give him um, 
that love. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that's, I, I just feel, you know what I'm saying, that's the case. No, no, and, and also I think with him going with the name Bronny instead of LeBron, I think that's another way he's kind of paving his own mm-hmm. road. But also another per- person I wanted to mention, and we'll get back to yeah. the movie, is Zaire Wade and Dwayne Wade. Zaire looked like he's gonna be good, and I posted a video of them playing one on one, and oh, the way Dwayne was playing wild. him, perfect. You get wild. no no easy baskets. The only yeah, way you're gonna survive wild. in the league is if you get your ass busted by me. I'm not taking it easy on you. I'm I'm talking shit because this is what's gonna happen to you when you get in the league. And I felt that that was great parenting, but I like. Buzzes that, yeah, but he, do you think, he do you can think play LeBron though. Plays Bronny like that. I think so. I, LeBron is a competitive guy, man. But can you can you imagine can you imagine like your dad being the best basketball player in the world, and you got to play him one on one, and you get baskets on him? <laughs> man, and you get bas- that's crazy. That's gotta have your confidence. If you if you get a layup on LeBron James, bro, you are easily. A top twenty-five best player in high school. Easy. <laughs> this this man this man chased down Andre Iguodala in the finals and literally hopped off the backboard with the basketball, bro. If you get a layup on your, if you get a point in one on one, you easily top five best in the nation. I don't want to hear nothing else. Like that's a resume <laughs> when you go in and they be like when they you know how they got the uh, the website and they rank the players. All you gotta put next to his name is score the point on LeBron James. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's wild. But no, I, I just thought I thought I thought that video was so great. I had to post it, man. I like, man, Dwayne Wade is doing. He's doing a great job with him. But man, I think I think John David watched yeah. it. I think yeah. this, this was. I think that this is going going to create a relationship with um with Christopher Nolan. I think that this is not the last time we're going to see him in the Christopher Nolan movie. Um, yeah. I hate yeah. that, that this came out in the pandemic like it did because, dude, this was a $205 million budget, dude. And it showed and, every bit. And it and they only grossed in America $57 million. So, yeah. well, 50, well, you could say you could say 58 So, that it, it really hurts. So I understand why Christopher don't mad because it's like, yo, we put a ton of fucking money in this movie, and you're talking about y'all mm-hmm. just gonna put my shit on HBO Max. I'm like, nah, like I'm not having it. Like I'm just gonna keep pushing it back until the theaters open back up. So I totally get why he's upset with a lot of the stuff that's going on because the the thought that they put into it, the script was great. Like it was, it was great. The yeah. screenplay was great. And obviously, we both love the way he shoot the movies because it still got that cloudy look to it. You know what I'm saying? The way that he yep. shoot it, and like, and yep. even for it to start the way that it start, it was just. I thought that to like one of my favorite scenes was like there's a couple of things that I love about this. Like I, I love how they played the race in it because that's a factor, especially in that type of job that he's mm-hmm. doing. Because this is another thing. Um, I yeah. was listening to um, my man on Snowfall. He did an interview with uh, with Jamel Hill, and they was t- they brought up because him and Idris Elba is really good friends. 
And he was like, how do you feel about him playing James Bond? And they was like, they thought it was cool and all this type of stuff. And my thing is, I've always had a different approach to it. Like, okay, if you want to use that franchise, why can't he be 008 and he be his own guy? You know what I'm saying? Because my thing is, I remember somebody making an argument for not having the black James Bond. Now, this is the way I took it. Mm -hmm. The way I took it was they said that the thing about James Bond is the missions that they put him on, he blends in with what's going on. So if you put a black person in that world of a James Bond, he won't be able to blend in as well as a middle-aged white guy. So I was just like, that make to me, it makes sense. Unless the mission yeah. is where he's going to go and be around a lot of black people. Then that's when you have, like, you know what I'm saying? So I've always felt that way of, like, I get it. We're trying to do the, 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 the uh, PR thing or, you know, all that type of stuff. But it's just like, maybe a black James Bond wouldn't be the best idea because it's like, you do need to blend in. And he didn't blend in. Like, John David Washington did not blend in. And he brought up the race car like three times in this movie, if I'm not mistaken. And and it was just, I thought that that was so great to put in there because it was like, that would be an issue. Like, in the world that he was in, people is going to notice that he's black and he probably do not belong in this setting. Everywhere he went, he stood out because he was the only black person there. So that's like one of my arguments of like not having a black James Bond because he would stand out. But I just thought that that was great to put that in the script to let them know like, yo, he knows that he's black. He knows that he don't belong in this setting. I thought that was genius to put into the script. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, especially with, you know what I'm saying, everything that kind of, you know what I'm saying, happened over the course of 2020, um, kind of rolling into what we just went into. I think that that was very important for him to, um, for him to add that, or for them, I'm sorry, to add that into the script and let that be, you know, uh, something to talk about. Um, However, I think that, especially with 007, I think that seeing how this movie played out and even though we know he brought it up in the movie, if if you're watching the movie, he doesn't really seem out of place. He doesn't really seem like an anomaly in any of the scenes that he's in. Um, so for me to see a James Bond flick with Idris Elba playing James Bond or playing 007, because I know he's he's not going to play James Bond. They'll probably give him a different name, but still give him the 007 yeah. tag if that were to happen. Um, to me, I don't feel like he would be out of place. I think that in uh, in this movie, the, the way that John David kind of portrayed his character, it didn't seem as if you know, like he was, you know, they, they didn't do the normal, like take a guy out the hood, make him a, a secret spy. You know what I'm saying? No weird, oh, yeah. goofy shit like that. It was more so like you can tell that he came from 
you could tell that he came from the military. You know what I'm saying? He had extensive military training, probably black ops, special ops. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the beginning, even the way they showed it, the way he was, you could tell, like, he kind of he kind of led everything. So it didn't seem like he was he was playing the background or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't, like, second in command. Like, you could tell he kind of seemed like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, through this whole movie, I felt like he was the guy. Even when he connected with Robert Pattinson, he still seemed like the, the, the man in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Christopher Nolan did a good job in really making him the focal point. Um, but the to me, I think effects. Okay, I'm back. Um, but to me, I think that the effects in this movie is really what made it what it is, it, or not what it is, but made it that Christopher Nolan movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for him trying to perfect or, um, I don't even think that's the right word, but him trying to master, that's the right word, him trying to master using that, that inversion. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when he's talking to, you know, the, the, the chick, and he's, you know what I'm saying, he's, she's explaining everything to him, it's like, even then, he don't seem out of place. Like, he seems like he's, you know what I'm saying, that he made it, to, Nolan made it to where he's capable, and the writers, of course, too, but they made it to where he's capable to be able to comprehend what's going on and, you know what I'm saying, like, everything like that. And I, I just felt like with this movie, this is, this is going to be one of the blueprints to be able to have, um, you know what I'm saying, black people and other actors of color to or actresses of color to be able to play these roles and to be able to be the leads in these roles because like if if I feel like if he can come in and do the if they can come in and do even a sliver of the job that he did in this then they you know what I'm saying they deserve to be the lead because it's like if you watch this movie like who else do you who else do you see playing this role you don't see it, it seems like to me at least the role was catered for him. Oh yeah, most most definitely. Like that was that was that was a great point. And like, and he, I mean, he he blended in. I, only thing I meant by that was usually when a spy like he blended in by the way that he dressed. I noticed that like, yeah. he was never yeah. just. He was either in the ops outfit or he was in a mm-hmm. not not necessarily a tie, but he always had a a, a jacket on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, right. so. Right. He always fitted in the rooms that he was going into. He knew how to blend in as far as dress, but I mean, like right. when he or when when he went in and met with Michael Caine, you know what I'm saying? You could tell like the racism mm-hmm. that they had on him. Like the one guy come out and he said, "Could you bring me what he got?" He was like, "Tell the waitress." He was like, "No, you pass down that order." You know what I'm saying? Like it was like he was just yeah. kind of like, you know what I'm saying, dissing him, and so he always. Like really blended in with the room, but like people still looked at him as like, okay, yeah, you could dress the part. Even Michael Caine told him like that Brooks brother suit ain't gonna cut it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he gave him a black card to, yeah, you know, to yeah, buy yeah, him yeah. more clothes. Like that, that shit was hard. <laughs> and like just little stuff like that. And like yeah. what I love, I love the uh, the fight scenes. How he was fighting and making that shit look effortless. Like when they was in the kitchen, that shit was great. And because like he was like, 
he was like hitting him like he he everything was calculated. It wasn't no mm-hmm. I'm struggling to beat your ass. It was kind of like everything was it was just you could tell that he was so well at his craft to where he would beat you up in an effortless type of way, even yeah. though it's like nine dudes in there. I thought that was great. And then another thing that so it has 150 minutes of running time, right? Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, I say it's really only about 60 minutes. <laughs> but they're just showing you the shit <laughs> in a different point of view. And and I didn't notice yeah. it until we got to the end. And I was like, dude, like, as far as, like, the movie-wise, it's really only, like, 60 minutes of new film. But it's a two-hour mm-hmm. and a half movie. But they're just showing you all of this shit either in reverse or they're showing it to you when he was he didn't know well that was that was so genius about the movie was how they did the time travel stuff was because it was right. different parts of him in the past and in the future and in the present time, but he didn't realize that mm-hmm. he was and all the different scenes. So it was so great to have a movie where it's two and a half hours, but in all actuality, when it comes to new scenes, you're really only seeing like an hour of a new movie. And an hour and a half of it is just shown to you in yeah. a different view. That that shit was hard, man. Yeah, I mean, to me, I feel like the the genius of it was especially in the writing. Like the way when <clears throat> the way he met up with the lady and she was explaining it to him, right? And she was explaining basically what was going on. She was like, basically, you, you know, what I'm saying you, you moving through time. But the way she explained it didn't give the movie away. It didn't give the plot away. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't, it didn't stop anything from being surprised or surprising like it didn't take away from the excitement of you know saying the fighting scenes or the action scenes in it because a lot of times anytime you add that in or anytime you have somebody explaining something especially something of this magnitude like it kills everything else off so it like kind of makes everything else like weak like oh, well, we know why it's you know what i'm saying we know why you're doing that now like to me, I feel like this was like on part with the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that Morpheus explained to Neo what was happening in the Matrix and how he can control himself in the Matrix. He didn't he didn't do it like in lame terms. He was basically giving him pieces to the puzzle. And I feel like that's what she kind of did. She kind of gave him a piece to the puzzle. Like she explained it to him like, because remember he said, well, it feels like I'm, and then she cut him off and she's like, yeah, you're catching the bullet. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell, like, she wasn't really, she was explaining it to him and he comprehended, but it wasn't, like, flat out to where, you know what I'm saying, they're killing the, 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 the feel of the movie, if I can say that. And I think that was, I think that was very good, like, especially with the, um, the, the conversation he had with, um, with the wife of the guy that they were going after in the, uh, in the first mission or whatever. When she, even when she was breaking it down and explaining stuff to him, 
Like, it didn't seem as if, you know what I'm saying, like, they were giving anything away. And I think, like, for me, the writing, uh, well, the effects, first off, is, is the is what I love about this movie. But the writing is also, to me, I feel like the second part that really makes this movie what it is. Like, the writing was superb in this movie. Oh, oh, for sure. Like, it was, man, it. It was I'm I'm really I'm really amazed, dude. Like to to have this concept and to write it the way they wrote it, to have the past, the future, and the present all going on at the same time, and they're intertwining with each other, mm-hmm. and to even have the now, I I, I should have researched this before we started. I forgot. Now this is a remake. Uh, I can't remember if the first one came out in the 70s or the 60s or something like that. I don't know if it's the same concept. Maybe it is. I- I've never watched it. Mm-hmm. But to even have this whole thing of like, yo, like you- you're going to be fighting in reverse. And it's like, and then we're, we're going to like in-, in the whole bombshell of the whole movie is the fact of when they're going back and they're redoing these scenes, you start to understand why Robert Patterson was so important to what they were doing because Robert Patterson was and and in this case, when when he was when John David was in the present, mm-hmm. Robert Patterson was in the past because yeah. he's already done this before. Right. And like he told him at the end, he was like, "So what are you saying?" Like we know each other, and he and then he was like, "Yeah," and he was like, he was like, "Don't he like be, you know you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be great," and he was like, "So this is the last time I'm gonna see you?" And he was like, "No," and he was like, "You're in the beginning, but this is the end mm-hmm. for me." So he's like, it was just it was just so like to that part, dude. Like the 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 twist was so crazy, like. That wasn't the first twist, but like that was the twist to blow your mind to realize that yo, like yeah, this whole time you was in the present, but I'm in the past. We've already done this before. We've had a great friendship, but this mm-hmm. is the, this is you seeing the beginning of it, but this is the end for me. And it was just like to to have that in the script and to tie everything in the way that they did. And even like shit, like to even bring stuff back. Like I remember the one scene where the girl, when she was pulling up to the yacht and she saw somebody jumping off the boat, well, off the back of the yacht. And she was like, who's that girl? You know what I'm saying? And then she had explained to him a little later in the movie that she wished that she could be free like that. And then, then you find out that the whole time when she seen, Somebody jump off the yacht that was her. It was her. But it just man, I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah. was like, this movie's crazy. This movie's wild, but yeah. I, I I got nothing but compliments for this, man. Man, listen, it to me, this this really speaks to the brilliance of Christopher Nolan, man. Like to be able to take a concept, right? Like time travel, and to turn it into Turn it into an action movie to where we're getting, and like you said, like we really only getting 60 minutes of movie, right? 
the rest of it is just everybody's point of view. That's the way I looked at it. Too, right? But I looked at it as well as not getting just 60 minutes of a movie. We really, in a, in a way, got three movies in one because we got the past, we got the present, and the future. So we really getting three different movies mashed up into one, you know what I'm saying, basically big bowl of a movie. And <clears throat> it was just so dope to be able to see how, you know, all of these different all of these different events and all of these different things have either happened, they're happening now, or they're about to happen. And it's like the way everything played out, you kind of didn't even know what was what. It all just kind of flowed together. And then it's the reason I say it's interesting is because as as people, we look at time as linear, right? So we look at it from like, you know what I'm saying? Like they said, the, the past, the present, and the future. So everything is in order. Everything is like a timeline to where in a in a there's you know saying of course there's theories that time is constant. It's not linear, it's constant to where everything is always happening. So, you know, the way I experience something is going to be different from the way you experience something because we're living two different times. Even if we're still living in the same moment, we're still living two different times. So I think that for him to take that concept and to create a movie out of it was genius. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can go as far back as Inception to be able to, you know what I'm saying, to be able to um, talk about how he, he used manifestation as, you know what I'm saying, a theme for a movie. And he created, you know what I'm saying, he created this this concept of where we can go into people's minds and we can literally create realities out of just thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, to me, I feel like he's using, he's using real world situations and real world issues and problems and really creating these masterpieces out of like this is this is art at its finest to me like who the to me the closest thing to time travel that was a dope movie that that will make you think of something like that was like back to the future and that was way back when like we haven't really had a good time travel movie in forever so to be able to create a time travel movie where Time travel is not necessarily, you know, going to a different date and going to, you know, a certain spot in time, but time travel is actually, you know, reversing or fast forwarding or actually being in, you know what I'm saying, being in the moment. I mean, like that's that's brilliant, bro. That's brilliant. The only one the only one I could think of, uh I was sitting there trying to think of it. The only thing I could think of off the top of my brain was the, uh, the very first butterfly effect. Um, okay. Yep. To, okay. You know, to go into these notebooks and go back and try to change stuff, and he just kept right. fucking it up every time. Right. Um, that's the last one I, that, that I could think of. Uh, I've never was huge in the Back, back to the Future, but um, but yeah, I, I think of the butterfly effect. But it was it was it was so it was so. God, like it's, it was it was just a masterpiece, man. Like to, to be able to put it the way that he put it, and then even when they was doing, like, okay, the one scene right where he was fighting. Let me see. 
So you remember the part where he he went into the room and like Robert Patterson was in the room beside of him and he's looking and it, and it does this thing to where like it like the smoke is like going like the opposite direction or something like that and he was able to look at it and be like because right. Robert Patterson what he said what happened here he was like well it hasn't happened yet so then when his other yeah. self well we didn't know that it was him come out of that thing and started shooting the bullets and the bullets started coming back towards him and all that stuff and remember he had him pinned down and he had cut his arm and he was about to shoot mm-hmm. him and Robert Patterson pulled him up and was like you know don't do it and then when he started running and he had caught up with first off Robert Patterson wasn't catching him running that was bullshit there was no way he was supposed to catch he him packed. but anyway that's, 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 beside the point. that's beside the point but he caught him and, it, and he, he asked him hey what happened to the other guy he was like, oh, I handled it. He didn't say what he did. He just figured, remember, he ended up telling him that he killed him. Well, yeah. John David Washington said, because he took it when he said I handled it, he was like, yeah, you know, we killed one, one got away when they was having that conversation in that hotel room. Mm-hmm. So, dude, could you keep a secret that big and not fucking say nothing? That was a big-ass I mean, secret that this motherfucker knew, man. You gotta you gotta think of it like this, right? Like what would be or at least the way I look at it is like what would be the what would be the ramifications of you giving that secret away? You know what I'm saying? Like how would how would that affect you know what I'm saying, that person's performance from there on out? Cause remember, yeah. like you said, he was at the beginning. So this yeah. is something he just learned. So if he tells him this, like, oh no, you can't do that. That's you. You know, yeah. What if the next time they run into him, he don't, you know, say he can't finish the job. So I mean, like, in a way, he, like you said, he already been through it. So he's at this point, he's trained to, to be that way. And I mean, imagine you doing a job and then you turn around and you see yourself. Like, <laughs> that's gonna freak you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. It is, and and that's why, like, it was, it was, uh, but the finish that scene, like, he had ended up cutting his arm, and then he had went, uh, he had went back because he was trying to change, he was trying to do that butterfly effect stuff, because when he ended up giving away yeah. that uh, suitcase or whatever, they were sitting there talking, and they was like, "Dude, don't go back," because basically he was trying to tell him, even if you go back. It's not gonna change anything. Like it's just gonna it's just gonna happen in a different way. Like so, he ended up going back because you remember, and that's another scene when they was in the car together, him and Robert Patterson. They drove past like after he after he took the suitcase, you know, from the fire from the fire truck, and they got in the car until so they're speeding through, and there's a car coming in the opposite direction, and it was flipping over. So we ain't thinking that no that damn car. But then right. probably like 45 minutes later in the movie, he's driving that car and then he flips over in that car and then he sees himself yep. in the other car. And it, it, it was just and then he ended up then the one guy, see that one guy, he was a fucking pro at this cuz mm-hmm. he always walked around with the with the uh gas mask thing on his face. So he knew yeah. 
when he cause remember he told him a lot and said that he put that thing in the dashboard. But what happened when he when they mm-hmm. passed it through that car, it went into that car and he got the empty suitcase. And he ended up yeah. getting it from him when the car flipped over the second time around. So when he came back from that, he put on his jacket and the jacket had a hole in it and he was bleeding. And it was just like, so then that's when they went back and showed how he got that because then he seen himself on top of him. And dude, man, it was just, it was just, I know what I'm saying yeah. right now is not going to make no sense to the listeners unless you've seen it. But like, it's just, this movie would yeah, have you, you doing you gotta, that, man. You see it to believe it, yeah. That, man, it, it, it's wild, man. He, it, to, to further go into the brilliance of Christopher Nolan, like, not only did he take, you know what I'm saying, time travel and create this, uh, and create this different uh, viewpoint or this different outlook on it uh, visually, because this ain't something that's new. This is something that's been talked about, of course, but what he also did was even in the, the title of the movie, if you if you notice the title of the movie, it's a palindrome. You know what I'm saying? It's the same word backwards as it is forward. So that's that's another thing you know I'm saying. Like I, this is what I'm saying, man. Christopher Christopher Nolan, bro, he he's so he's so good at what he does to to use the to use the palindrome as the title of the movie and to make this movie about the the constant of time. I mean, like, how do you like like how do you come how do you like really just sit down and come up with something like that? You know what I mean? Like what what's what's in your like what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you what are you listening to that helps you get that creative process to say, okay, look, this next movie, check this out. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do a time travel movie, right? But it's gonna be with spies. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna do all this and then we're gonna use a palindrome for the name of it. It's gonna be it's gonna be brilliant, you know, it's gonna be amazing. And it's like you just you can you just get to see, you know, just the the thought process of really getting a chance to create these type of movies because like to me I felt like Inception was the bar, right? Uh-huh. That was like to me the all time that was like the, the all time of creativity in the movie. Because like even in Doctor Strange, you kinda seen some of that in Doctor Strange. Where you know what I'm saying like they was doing the mind bending and the time shifting and all that. It was able to kind of, you know what I'm saying? It, it had remnants of Inception. But um, to me, I don't I don't see another movie being able to take pieces of Tenet and be able to create that or to use that in there, you know what I'm saying, in the movie. like. And then I, I, I got to go back on what I said earlier. I messed up because I said uh, a time travel movie since uh, Back to the Future. I forgot about Looper. Looper was one of those movies that kind of had that same um, go back in time thing, but it wasn't like this though. Looper and how can we forget about the most obvious movie? I can it just popped in my head. Endgame. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. I don't know about that. They went. They went back in the time to get the stones, man. That's true, but see, okay, okay, look, so with Endgame, right, 
with with in game, in game to me, I don't feel like it's time travel. In game is um interdimensional. So it's like it's like multiple universes, multiple dimensions. So it's like I feel like the 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 whole um what's the oh okay uh if you if you're a fan of DC comics um and you're a fan of the Flash they, he has this series of comics called Flashpoint. So Flashpoint is basically um it's not time travel, it's interdimensional travel. So he'll jump he'll jump into a different dimension and you know what I'm saying, like things will be different. You know what I'm saying? Like so for instance, so, like you, it was you, one so you're talking about like Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, basically. Yeah, yeah, like that. So it's like in, in one universe, Spider-Man is a pig. In the other universe, Spider-Man is a woman. In the other universe, Spider-Man is, is buff. In the other in one universe, Spider-Man is three foot two. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. This is literally time travel. This is the same situation happening at multiple points in time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like you said, like, with the car flipping over. You know what I'm saying? We see a car flip over. It don't have nothing to do with nothing in our head until we see him flipping over and then looking up or, or looking over and seeing himself in the car. So, we this is where we're actually seeing the past, the present, present, and the future actually happening at the same time. Actually going all in one linear, well, not linear, but all going in one constant motion to where you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm trying to think. It's it's another movie that talked about it, but it ne- it wasn't necessarily time travel. But basically, what they were saying is everything that's happening is already either happened or about to happen. We're just living in the moment of those events. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily something that's new. It's just the fact that consciously our uh our um our experience of it is new. So I feel like that's basically what the the theme and the concept of this movie was, is like, what's going on is not new or old. It's just that and you're just experiencing it at that time. You're experiencing it at that moment. So him meeting Robert Pattinson, him, him meeting Robert Pattinson for the first time, to us is new. To him, it felt new. But like Robert Patrick said at the end, like, yo, we we been did this. For me, I done been through all of this shit already. I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm here basically passing the torch to where for him, for, for John David, it was like, yo, everything about this is is brand spanking new. From the time he picked the gun up and the bullet came out of the out of the concrete, you know what I'm saying, to the end where they pieced it up. Like that's that's just like that's just the, the the brilliance of this movie. Like you, like I, that's why I said you see it three different movies at the same time. You getting it from three different points of view. If that's a little bit easier to understand, you getting it from a past point of view, the the exact point of view of the movie, and then you're getting it from a future point of view. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, Looper was a great example. And it was crazy how they got damn on. Uh, Gordon Joseph Levitt and Bruce Willis to look alike. <laughs> that shit was wild. Looper, Looper was a yeah. was a really good yeah. movie. And um, Technology, boy. I know, I know. And um, 
Oh man, I had a point that I wanted to make um about what you were saying now and I forgot what it was. Damn talking about fucking Looper. But um another great thing about this movie was how they was able to to it's it's so it's dude, I need to I need to watch it again. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's so you got to. It's it's so wild because like I I've never I've never really like it is it is it's Christopher Nolan, like mm-hmm. Inception is just one of those movies where it's just like dude, I I can never get tired of watching it. It's like I can watch it all the time. New. Yeah, yeah, it's always something new. And this is just another one of those movies, man. And and I am just so happy to see that. Because when we have a tendency of people to always say, we, we, we always want the next great thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's yeah. the next great this? Who's the next great Denzel? Who's the next great Al Pacino? Who's the next great, you know what I'm saying, Harrison Ford? You know, and it's like, it is so great to finally see like the next, Denzel Washington is going to be John David Washington. Like this movie yeah. certified it and yeah. stamped it. Like he is going to, he's going to, he's going to be his own Washington now. He's going to be his own guy. But yeah. at the same time, but at the same time, it's like to have this movie to come out. It, like I said, it sucks. It came out in the pandemic, but to see his performance in this movie, this just certified stamped him mm-hmm. to where He's to the point now. I am pretty sure this this was the movie that. All right, there ain't gonna be no more auditions. Like we're gonna we're gonna start writing scripts, and like yo, this is for John David Washington. Yeah. To me, that's what this movie did. This movie yeah. to me took them to that level where they're actually writing scripts for you, and you ain't got to audition for it. They're gonna hit you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a script. Read it. I want you for this movie. That's what this movie I feel done for him. And it's just great that he's able to get this type of movie done with somebody like Christopher Nolan because you see, he, you know, Christopher Nolan. We I say it all the time. Christopher Nolan, Judd Apatow, um, uh, who's uh, uh Quentin Tarantino. Like they, they always bring reoccurring people, and I just feel like what this does, and I, I think that Christopher Nolan is smart enough to see, like, yo, the reason we didn't make the money back for this was because of the pandemic. But yeah. John David did so well in this. I know that I can bring him back for another one, and this shit is gonna pop off because that's just how great he did mm-hmm. in this movie, and. I know we only really talking about. Hey, I gotta give it to Robert Patterson. Like, like I said, I, w- I was never a huge fan of him. I just always felt like, you know, what I'm saying they, they kind of blew him up with this Twilight shit. I was just like, I felt like everybody was mm-hmm. overreacting with him in this. But I did tell you, I seen him in that one movie, Remember Me, and he did a good job in Remember Me. Mm-hmm. But he kind of fell off a little bit. Then they tried to bring him back as Batman. Uh, you know, but that movie ain't came out yeah, yet. Yeah. 
I'm I'm glad you said that because I was I was just about to say that Robert Pattinson better ride this wave because if he is trash as Batman, he's going right back down where he belongs. <laughs> I'm telling you now, if he is trash as Batman, bro, it, listen, he got a long, long, long way to be good. Like you got to think about it, like Clooney, uh, Keaton, Bell. Uh, who else is Batman? I'm missing somebody. Ben Affleck. Um, Val Kilmer. Well, yeah. Well, Ben messed it up. No, I think I think Ben was good. I think for 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 being an old Batman, I think Ben was good. Ben should have stayed Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man. He he played a he played a good he played a good old Batman. Yeah, he, he was he was cool. He was cool, but I, I think I think Robert Pattinson did a great job, man. I mean, unfortunately, other than um, other than I mean, and he was in it really quick. Um, my man, uh, oh man, I said his name, Michael Michael Klein, uh, Kane, Michael Kane, Michael, Michael Kane. Oh, Michael Kane. Hey man, listen, listen. There's there's nothing there's nothing that he's gonna be able. He's gonna be bad. He played. <laughs> He's, he's oh, yeah. he plays himself in every movie. Yeah, he, he, he's never a character. The only time he was a character, even, even when he was Alfred. Ever. He, he, he's the best Alfred ever. No. Th- that's a fact. That's a fact. But do you remember when he was in, when he was Austin Powers' dad? Uh, Slightly. I've I, 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 I seen Austin Powers, but I never was-, was on that wave. Go go back and watch Gold Member. He played Austin Powers' dad. He was still himself. Like that's that's how good he is. He's so good, like at what he does. Like it doesn't. He he makes it seem effortless. Michael Caine is is acting royalty to me, bro. He, to me to me he's 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 up there with um he's up there with my guy um I can't believe I'm blanking on his fucking name right now um. Uh, John, um, John, John, John Cusack. I don't know. Uh, no, John. no, no, um, Malkovich. God damn, I can't believe that. Oh, like John Malkovich. That's my oh, dude. To me, to me, him and John Malkovich are in that space to where like they can just be them. Okay, I I can see what you're saying. I feel like I also feel like. Al Pacino is a lot of the times himself. Um, I think. Yeah. Yep. A, yep. De Niro. A, a good bit. A good yeah. De Niro. A good bit of the time. He, even even when he did when he got into the comedy world and doing uh you know meet the parents and meet the fuckers and meet stuff like that. that. Yeah. That, to me, that was that was Robert, that that was like the light side of Robert De Niro. That was still Robert De Niro. Yeah, it, it was like it, yeah, it was like it was still him. You know what I'm saying? So I think that like yeah. some of these actors yeah. and and I and, and like I mentioned earlier, like we always looking for the next great because like to me, like the acting royalty to me is like you know like the people that we just mentioned, you know Denzel, Tom Hanks, you know Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, like. These are motherfuckers that's yeah. been doing it for so long, and they were just so good. And it's just like, okay, well, we we need to see who that next group is because I remember a lot of people saying that. Now the verdict mm-hmm. is still out. The dude can make a comeback. 
because um, a lot of people thought that the shot of bluff was going to be the next like Harrison Ford. And I think the reason people got Harrison Ford was because he played in that one Indiana Jones movie. Indiana with Jones, him. yeah, yeah. So it was just like you know. But now I mean, he ended up. I mean, I mean, I think I think Shia for that 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 little well, I ain't gonna say a little run, but I think that run that he had with the movies that he did. Part as Transformers, the the um the couple movies, he, the one movie he did Dude. with the brothers with Tom Hardy, um like he he it was a couple other ones that were mixed in there too. But Dude. I think he he had a hell of a run. Dude, when he did Disturbia, he was my guy in Disturbia. Disturbia, was oh my good. god, what? And um, that, he played his ass off in that movie. Oh yeah, and Eagle Eye, Eagle Eye was good. So he, he had a little was brilliant. Yeah, it was real brilliant. Oh, that's shit. Look, we name it shit that we probably need to do on this damn podcast. Those two movies was hard. Yes, um, yes. But like, yes. I feel like, dude, I finally seen that one movie that's based on his life. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, damn, what it's called? He did basically like his own biopic of like what it was like of him being like a child actor. Yeah. And like the shit that he had to do, he played his dad. Yo, his dad, his dad was doing dirty, bro. Honey boy, honey boy, that's what it is. Like, and I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, that's what he had to go through. Like, dude, it was crazy. But I get on, I got on that to say, like, the point that I was making was, you know, John David is he? He's going. He's he's going to be like that. That guy. To where he 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 is going <laughs> by mistake, he's going to end up being his dad, but he's going to have his yeah. own shit, and like and it's going to be done yeah. in his type of way. And yeah. I am so looking forward to that next Christopher Nolan joint that he now he's probably going to go off and do probably like two movies or something like that, and then we might not see. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know. John David could be in the next one. Maybe he's not the main guy. But he could be, you know, the supporting guy or mm-hmm. even, you know, just make a special appearance type of thing. Like like Michael Caine, he was only in it for one scene. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. but that's what but that's what Christopher Nolan does. Like he brings everybody back and they come just like Samuel L. So he's the main guy in Pulp Fiction. Then he pops up and fucking kill Bill to just do one little scene where he's sitting at a piano. You know what I'm saying? About to do this mm-hmm. wedding. But then he comes back and gives you the hateful eight. So it's like, I think that that's what and Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and Django. So, but the hateful eight, he was a, the star again, like he was in Poke Fiction. So. Shit, I mean, some, some would say he was the star of Django. Man, who's that nigga on that neck? <laughs> Come on, that shit is too funny, but too funny. What he he but, said he said he gonna he said he gonna sleep upstairs with us. He said, all right, well, when he get done, I burn the sheets. Come on, man, what? <laughs> hey, he played his ass off in that movie, bro. Listen, oh, I feel man. like I feel like I feel like he was he was so he was so believable in that movie though, like. To me, that's and I and I know we ain't talking about Sam, but I, I I gotta say this, bro. Like, and we we already did our love, we already did appreciation on Sam. Y'all go back and check that out. But Sam was so brilliant in in Django, bro. Like, when you can get motherfuckers to hate you in real life, 
Like, did you ever see the interview he was doing where he was saying, like, after the movie, like, motherfuckers was coming up to him, talking about, like, you a coon, I hate you, I can't believe you played that role. Like, he, he said this one lady, he said this one lady came up to him, and, and I guess, like, they was in California or whatever, and this one lady had came up to him and wanted to take a picture, and then after they took the picture, she was like, oh, my God, she was like, I really hated you for, like, weeks after Django. And he looked at her, he, and he told her, he said, I did my job in. And that I mean that's just that's just the brilliance of Samuel Jackson, bro. And I feel like he he's up there with the rest of those guys that we named. Like yeah. Sam can Sam can take over a movie without being the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's 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 something that a lot of people can't do. And and Morgan Freeman. We can't leave Morgan Freeman out. Um Yep. Morgan Freeman but- too, yep. But yeah, like to um, damn, I had another point I was gonna make on that, but I I, I just you, can't wait you to see. That you were talking about John David making his own lane. Yeah, I think I think his future man is really bright. Like he got that new movie coming out on Netflix, yeah. man. Malcolm and Malcolm and Marie is it Marie? Yeah, Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's supposed to be coming out on Netflix. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching that. I think that that's going to be. I think that's going to be a. For sure. I I watched the preview. I watched the preview with my girl. She think she she said it looked stupid. I was like, yeah, well, you you probably got it. She was like, they in the house the whole time. It's like, but that that's the whole point. Like, it's it's. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be showing like. I don't think this movie gonna have anything to do with their jobs. It's just gonna be strictly their relationship when they're by themselves. And I think that when you get those type of movies where there's only one or two people, and mm-hmm. you get two people to carry a whole storyline, people don't understand how difficult that is. Like yes. it's it's yes. easy to give you tricks and all this type. There ain't gonna be no tricks. So I think yes. that the hugest thing about this movie is gonna be. Day performance in the script, like that's it. If you fuck this up, it's either them two or the person that did the script. So you know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be no tricks. Yeah. It ain't gonna be no explosions. It ain't gonna be nothing like that. It's gonna be, and I think that we're gonna see the range, like, because this gives you another range. He don't really have a love interest in Tenant. You know what I'm saying? Like him, he he had a soft spot mm-hmm. for the girl. It wasn't no situation where he was trying to get with her. He just kind of had a soft spot for the mission, really. And she was, like, yeah. part of the mission. But, like, this is, like, you know what I'm saying, a straight-up, like, love story. So, But they say it's not a love story. They say that, you know what I'm saying, this is a story about well, love, the way they promote it. Yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be a chance for not just him, but also for uh, Zendaya. You know, we we haven't really got a chance to see her um, in the in an adult light yet. You know, well, so like we we got a chance to we got a chance to kind of see it in the in the greatest showing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily like um, to 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 me at, at this extent. Um, I know, like I think she in Euphoria or whatever, but I think she plays yeah. like a teenager. So like you know what I'm saying, like I, I wanna see her away from that that kind of cookie cutter Disney, you know what I'm saying? Like and, and don't get me wrong, like this is just a testament to how beautiful she is, 
you know what I'm saying, and just how well she takes care of herself because she 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 looks young as shit. So of course she'll be able to play these roles. But I mean, like to me, I feel like this is going to really change a lot of people's view on her. Dude, I know you're probably going to be like, where the hell you got this from? I'm going to explain it. Have you seen the new picture for the Spider-Man 3? No. The poster for it? Dude, it's going to have no. all three Spider-Man in it. It's going to have Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and uh, Andrew Garfield. All three of them supposed to be in the Spider-Man 3 movie. I got that because Zendaya is in the newest version, like, you know, Far From Home. And all that type yeah. of shit. Yeah. So that's why I got that from. I know you're thinking like, why the fuck you even bring up Spider-Man? Yeah, but it's because yeah, she was yeah, in it. Yeah. So, so Andrew Garfield is going to also be Spider-Man, or he's going to be in this movie. Tom Holland is going to be Venom still, right? No, no, no. Tom Holland is the, the newest Spider-Man. Ain't that his name? Is it Holland or whatever? The new young kid that's... um. I mean, not, not not Tom Holland, uh, Tom Hardy. I'm sorry, Tom Hardy. Well, okay, from the poster I saw, because I just started following for some odd reason. I wasn't following them on Instagram for some stupid reason. Um, Marvel, Marvel something. I started following Marvel something, and they posted the other day Spider Man three. So it got okay. the regular Spider Man in the middle. It got Andrew Garfield on the side, and it got Tobey right. Maguire on the other side. Oh, but he has a black player. outfit. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's all and I'm three like, them. Well, see, dude, this, this is the only thing. This is the only thing that, and maybe maybe they're they're gonna add like the or they're gonna try to do the realistic version of Spider Man, the multiverse shit, because Toby and Andrew Garfield, even though they all play Spider Man, I mean, even though they all three of them play Spider Man, technically, it's not the same Spider Man. So if you, yeah. if you go back and look, Toby is just Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is, I think, the amazing Spider-Man. The amazing Spider-Man. And then, and then Tom Holland is um, fuck. Tom Holland is just. It's I forgot how 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 it goes, but I know it's it's. It's, it's something Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man. I forgot what the other Spider-Man is, but they two of them got different what's your names on them. But I think that would be that would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Now, the only thing that'll really take it over the top is just like I don't know if they're gonna do it like a Marvel type of thing where like they where it's like so the whole movie happens and then the credits go and then all of a sudden this other scene pop up. Then maybe yeah, they do we, maybe yeah. we introduce to Miles Morales, maybe you know what I'm saying, like an idea. Man, listen, I I think I think that I think that I, I think this is the wrong time to introduce Miles Morales. I feel like if if they were going to do Miles Morales, that should have been the initial Spider Man. Because I feel like now, if you do if you do Miles Morales, then that's that's three more movies that you got to go through. I feel you. I feel you. But before before we get to the fire flames and stuff, 
the 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 one guy I hated to do. And I'm gonna tell you why I hated to do. For I hated him for one scene. The Russian guy, the Ukrainian guy, whichever, whatever he was. When, when old girl said, that, "Why won't you just let me go?" And this sleazy motherfucker said, "If I can't have you, nobody can have you." I hate those motherfuckers. Man. <laughs> I hate yeah. those dudes, man. You going around and you fucking whatever you Love want, to fuck you and hold hold this girl kids hostage from her. And then you won't let her fuck nobody else. And then you gonna say if nobody can have you, I can't have. If I can't have you, no man. I, was like, I hate that dude. Man. That, was, <laughs> like, that was just like I hate those type of dudes, man. I know, I know dudes like that, man. And it's just like, man, y'all, y'all are some dickheads, man. But he played his well role though, because I ain't yeah. like that motherfucker. Either. <laughs> I ain't like him. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's time, man. It's that time. You ready? Yes, sir. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Yes, sir, man. It's fire flame time, man. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that, uh, you know what I'm saying? This is this is the, uh, the first episode in the wild that you went first. I think I've been going first the last couple of times, so floor is yours, brother. Uh, floor is mine, man. I ain't gonna hold you five. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, man, this this movie, man, it 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 completely it completely blew my mind. It's like I can't. Instead of it, like I I was upset because um when we took when we first talked about doing this movie, I had um mm-hmm. you know I I go to uh to voodoo. You know what I'm saying? Because you pretty much rent everything mm-hmm. there and all this type of stuff. So I went there initially and it said you could only buy it. And I was like, well, shit, I ain't fucking seen it. I don't want to pay $20 for it if I ain't seen it. So then, the week yeah. that we was about to do it, I checked again so they had it to rent. Shit, I'm ready to buy that shit now, man. It's just like, I want to have this movie at my disposal at all times. Like, this movie, man, it was just so good. Yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan, man, like I said, he did it again. And now you see why he's even able to get a movie budget like two hundred and five million dollars for a movie, my guy. And right. right, you can see every cent was needed. Um, as far as the outfits, the explosions, the fighting scenes, the training that they had to go through. Um, like I said earlier, the screenplay was on point. The um the writing was on point, the directing was on point, the acting was on point. Like even though I didn't really recognize a lot of the people, I think I really only, other than John David, um Robert Patterson and um Michael Caine, there was some people like they looked familiar, like I seen them in other stuff, but they never was, you know what I mean? Like the guy in the other movie or the girl in the other movie. Even yeah. though you didn't really recognize a lot of the other people, they still did a really good job. There was really no um, there was really wasn't nobody that was in it that kind of you know messed up the film. Like everybody did real good, even the one lady that was turned out to betray him towards the end. Like she did a really good job. The, the like ev- everything was just great about this movie, man. Uh, I, I give yeah. it a five five flame with no hesitation. That's what's up, man. Um. Man, for me, I enjoyed um, 
I enjoyed the movie as a whole. I enjoyed the cast. Um, John David did a great job. Like you said, Robert Pattinson, he he came in and did a great job. Um, Christopher Nolan, nothing more needs to be said about that. Just the name itself speaks uh, volumes. The effects in this movie were, were amazing, um, but it's, it's nothing short of what Christopher Nolan brings to a movie. I think the writing was amazing as well. Like I said, the, the to take the concept of time travel and to create what he created out of it was brilliant. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, man. Five fire flames, bro. That's it. That's all. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> that was that, well, that was easy. <laughs> that was easy because, man, that, yeah. that, that was just, Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna buy it, man, because I this is just something that I'm gonna want at my disposal at all time, like Inception. Like, I mean, I got it on DVD, but it's at my disposal at any time. So, yeah, this this movie, man. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing short, nothing short of great, man, of greatness. Yeah, man. Um, I agree, man. I, I I'm also gonna purchase this. Um. And, and another agreement on what you said, I think that this is one that you have to watch multiple times. Um, I know I've been – I'm a member of Clubhouse. I've been on the Clubhouse app a lot, and I've been seeing a lot of Clubhouse rooms that talk about this movie and the different theories that they have behind it. And I feel like when you can create a movie like this and have so many different thoughts and opinions on it, man, it's, it is what it is. Like, it – that tells you everything you need to know. Like that's how good this movie is. That people are creating theories around this movie. That people are actually coming up with, you know, what I'm saying hour long, two hour long podcasts, YouTube videos. You know, what I'm saying just talking about what they think this movie is and what they think this movie is saying. And I mean, it's just it, it's just dope. You know, what I'm saying this is just one of those movies that you just gotta respect the art, man. Yes, sir, and and I, I I do, and I understand his frustrations, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it is a pandemic. Nobody really want to hear about you complaining about theaters ain't being open. But I I, I get it, like yeah. from, from a creative yeah. from a creative you know, point of view, and and the money and the budget and all that stuff that he put into it, the, the time and the effort you want. You want to be able to get that kickback, and he is definitely not getting that kickback, and he's probably not going to. Yeah. But I, I still think that this is going to be one of those situations. Like when it comes to the next one, I think that it's, it's going to be a, it's going, it's going to be like a kind of kickback where it's going to be like, all right, you know, even let's say his next movie is going to cost him two hundred million, but they'll mm-hmm. be like, all right, we'll charge you a hundred million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. of what happened the last time, because that shit, it was really a smash, and you would have made that up. But I think Man, this is going to be. I, I think, I think, I think this would have been the one that that killed box office. To be honest with you, I think this would have been the one to kill box office. This, I'm going to disagree for one reason. The only reason is, okay. and, and this is not a shot at people. It's just what a uh, what. The stuff we gravitate to, I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. as a whole kind of really gravitates to that. So I think that this movie okay. won't be, I don't think it'll be appreciated by the masses. By, you know, like something like Avengers, you can see why Avengers broke through. You know what I'm saying? Because it has those yeah. different type okay. of things. Okay. 
let me give you some let me give you some quick pushback because I see I see where you're going and I, I, I know what you mean. But the reason I disagree is because with Avengers, Avengers had a build up to it, right? So we've had damn near 10 years of foundation and and skeleton and everything else and, and storyline to come up to this point. So this is more with Avengers is more like this is the the end of a chapter. You know what I'm saying? That we've been reading for 10 years. I think with with Tenet, the the cast alone with Pattinson, Kane, um, a few others, John David, I think that that is going to pull in people from the get-go. I think with Christopher Nolan doing it, um, I think that that's also going to bring people in. And I feel like if if you look at the reception it's been having just on on-demand, HBO Max, whatever, it's been great reception. There, there's not really – I haven't really – I don't even think I've heard anything bad about this movie. And so – with with the um with with the theater release, I think that ticket sales will soar because this is one of those movies that you can, like you know so like we said that you'd have to see two or three times. This is one of those movies that I think this would have been the one that really uh, only because you had to really think about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You had to really, you know what I'm saying, use your brain. So I feel like going into theaters and seeing is like, and you know it's going to stay there for about a month and a half because that's how good this movie is. So this is something that would, I think, would probably kill in box office because of the cast, the director, and, and really this is just a great movie. I feel I I just feel like sometimes like when when it comes to like stuff like this and like Inception and stuff like that, it, it, it seems like it yeah. missed some people, you know, and, and I think that it has its certain type of crowd to pull in. But like I said, I see what you're saying though, that, that build up mm-hmm. is another reason that kind of, you know what I'm saying, broke the box office. But um but man, the next one though, man, it is it, it is a a flat out classic. Oh um, man. It got a ton of let me see memorable moments. I would say, um, yeah, yeah. One of the hardest lines in a movie that you can just cannot hey. stop saying. That's a fact. That is a fact. And is is yeah is. <laughs> what you got, man? I'm trying to think. I'm trying man, to think listen. of one, man. <laughs> man, listen, this I, I'm not gonna say no line because I think that'll give it. That's how memorable it is. But you know what I'm saying? To me, when you say when you say like the memorable lines, man, like it's it's only so many movies that can give you those classic, uh, those classic, you know what I'm saying, pieces. You know what I'm saying? From um even even it even gives you a classic song. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is one of those movies that 
is it's is based on a true story, of course. Um, and you really kind of get to see, you know, some some amazing acting in this movie. Um, great cast too. The cast, you know, I'm big on cast, and the cast yeah. is amazing. I I will say this, like, for number one, um, it it, it shows you the racism in a different way as far as how money is how a budget is for a certain thing and it also gives you the greatest school alma mater of all time yeah like no no school alma mater is better than than day alma mater that might that Mm -hmm. might to some people to hear that they 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 might know what it is you know what I'm saying? Man, just, because just because this movie, movie. Just, just go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, this this movie would chain you up, man. That <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me to it. Oh, you beat me to it. Oh man, I was, I was, I was trying to think of one. You in change. I'm gonna say to have you in change. That was a good one, though. Tell you, that was a good one. Oh, um, damn! You, you got me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, just just know, uh, if you was if you was in the lead actor's shoes, um, it would drive you batshit crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, listen, listen, man. Um, y'all stay tuned for the next episode. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. And we appreciate you guys for watching on YouTube. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. Um, we go live. I know last time I said every Tuesday and Thursday, my apologies is every Tuesday and Friday, um, around six, six thirty ish. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we gotta do some pre production, so I apologize if we start late. But um yeah, man, definitely go subscribe to the YouTube. Um if you're listening to Spooch Bronson TV on YouTube, you can you can watch us live, you can um interact with us. We got the comments, all that stuff, we'll be able to see them. You guys come in and mess with us. If you're listening, um, once you okay, oh, all right, there we go. Um, but if you're listening and it's your first time listening, hit that subscribe button. If you don't listen more than once and you still haven't subscribed yet, uh, still hit that subscribe button. Um, make sure you rate the podcast, share with friends, um, leave us a comment if you're on Apple Podcasts. Um, but uh, outside of that. Um, let me see. We have a group on Facebook. You guys can go check out. Um, you can be a part of everything. You can see what's going on. You can catch all the videos, everything like that. It's the VA podcast watch group on Facebook. Um, it's a public group. We're trying to grow, get a, 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 at least a hundred members. We want to start doing watch parties with everybody that that uh, that tunes um, in. You know what I'm saying? I think that'd be something that's dope. We uh, can get a chance to kick it with y'all, talk to y'all while watching a movie or something like that. 
that'll be fire. So make sure you guys go to the VA Podcast Watch Group on Facebook. Um, add yourself in. Send that. What is it? A request? I think it's a request. I was about to say invite, yes, but I want to say request. Yeah, we invite they request. Okay, cool. So um, there you go. Okay. So yeah, make sure you hit that request button, man, so you know you guys can be in the loop. Um, but uh, outside of that, man, I'm Scoots Bronson. You can find me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. You can find me on Instagram at Scoots Bronson underscore TV. I almost forgot it. And then, of course, you go to the YouTube Scoots Bronson TV. Yes, man. You can check me at s foster eight on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, go to the Stolen Time Pod on Instagram, Stolen Time, uh, the Stolen Time Podcast on uh, Facebook and all major platforms. Um, also, check out the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. Um, you know, that give you audio and video. Um, go to the Stolen Time Podcast Network on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. And uh, that's, that's, that's all I got, man. You can find me everywhere on those places. Cool, man. Um, Once again, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. See you guys Friday. Um, Yeah, you already know what it is, man. Like they said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.